Welcome to another episode of Brood. I'm Adonis. I'm Jen. And I'm Bryce. And this is the podcast where the three of us uh, sit around and discuss life while sharing a nice hot cup of coffee. Uh, today we had something that was uh, a nice hot cup of coffee plus it had some, uh, <laughs> had some other stuff in there so we uh dipped our toe into uh, a coffee fad that has been popular for quite a while um we tried bulletproof coffee for the first time um so before we get into our discussion of it have either of you guys ever had this before was it something that you've tried before um kind of i haven't had it the way that you made it okay um i've had um coffee with coconut oil in it um but i'm not sure if i've had it with butter gotcha yeah that's pretty much same experience i've um i've had it just with coconut oil in it or even coconut butter and just thrown it in there uh but i've never actually had actual butter or mixed in other ingredients that you can the other alternate versions you can have for bulletproof coffee for sure so i I googled bulletproof coffee and surprisingly they have actually their own website it's actually a, a brand i guess that they do you can buy it already prepped and made or it gives you the recipe with the ratios and stuff online mm-hmm. um and they uh the, the ratios online the measurements are for one cup of coffee you would add one um Sorry, yeah, two tables. So one cup of coffee, two tablespoons of grass-fed or unsalted butter, whichever you have on deck, and then a tablespoon of um, MCT oil, which is medium-chain triglyceride oil. Or if you don't have that on hand, you can use coconut oil. So that's what we did. I doubled the measurements because we did two cups to split between the three of us. Um, and then, yeah, you put all those ingredients into a blender, blend it up. Um, it says you can add cinnamon to taste. So I added a little bit of cinnamon and, uh, yeah, that's what we had. It was an interesting coffee experience. (laughs) I'm excited to get into some of these coffee fads because a lot of them, you know, they have their supposed uh, or alleged benefits, so I'm excited to see if they actually work um, and then just to see how they taste because, you know, regardless of what are the, what the health benefits are, you're supposed to still be able to enjoy your coffee, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's still supposed to taste like coffee. Um, so first impressions, first reactions to this uh, concoction. <laughs> what did you what did you guys think? I liked it. I it didn't even need sweetener. So I like that about it. It, okay. it was really like creamy. Okay. But it was very thick, and it just like stayed in my whole like a nice mouth stout. and throat, <laughs> and mm. I feel very full. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't mind it uh, while I was drinking it. I think the butter was the flavor that overpowered everything else for me until I got near the bottom of my serving, and then I started to taste the cinnamon a little bit, which helped. But yeah, it was it was uh, it was rough, you know, definitely felt like a a meaty coffee like i felt like i was having a meal which i guess is the point Mm -hmm. um but it definitely the butter was there bryce while we were drinking it threw out the fact that it kind of tasted like toast yeah once he said that butter toast once the butter melts on the toast and you let it melt and you eat it that's exactly what it tastes like the soft part of the toast once yeah once he mentioned that that's all i could taste so you know if you like the taste of butter toast i think you can this is for you you can get it down yeah um but yeah i i can't say that i enjoyed it i can't say that i would do it again but i didn't like i wasn't gagging i think my biggest issue with it was the aftertaste and not even just the aftertaste but the afterfeel like even now i had this probably about 15 20 minutes ago and the the feel of it is still in my mouth like i can still like i'm still experiencing that like filmy oily yeah substance in my greasy. mouth yeah greasy is another good word mm-hmm. um bryce this version of it how did you and did you enjoy it yeah i liked it uh definitely heavy on the butter for sure (laughs) uh i'd also never blended so two things differently i never had butter in it and i've also had never blended it before usually when i put the coconut oil in i just get a fork or Mm. something and i just stir it until it dissolves um or if it doesn't dissolve that's fine um and yeah so i i enjoyed this version of it it's really good it's like general saying it's creamy tastes good um i thought it was cool that it was blended I think I could try that with 
Honey and, yeah. and oh, like man, a little yeah. splash so, so, so of heavy sweet, cream. Is this something you guys think you could incorporate into your day day to day routine? It's supposed to be healthier. Oh, like the actual healthy version? You know, yeah. <laughs> the whole healthier debate yeah. is all based off of what you're doing with your lifestyle, your eating choices, eating habits, and what you're doing. Because if you're going to go off of the ratios it's giving you, mm-hmm. and if, I mean, if this is your only meal for like the morning or the day, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's fine. Like you mentioned earlier before we got on the podcast uh, or started recording it was, mm-hmm. you said it was like supposed to replace meals, which yeah. medicalnewstoday.com right. says it's supposed to replace. Yeah. I mean, when you have all that fat in there, fat is worth more than protein or carbs in mm-hmm. the sense of calories and density. And so, yeah, so it's supposed to make you feel full sure. and curb all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're trying not to eat until the end of the day, uh, I guess so. I mean, really, health just it comes down to balance of calories and what you're eating. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's a lot more of a weighted question just because I am conscious about what I eat mm-hmm. and I'm health conscious and I take so many other millions of things into consideration. Sure. So I could rant forever about it. But. Yeah, it says on this Medical News Today website, it says that people who promote Bulletproof Coffee claim that it helps maintain energy levels throughout the morning, it prevents hunger, and it improves mental focus. But critics of it have said that it does not give you the uh, correct amount of vitamins that you would get in a regular breakfast or something that you were trying to create to, to replace breakfast. So you're not getting enough out of this breakfast replacement um, if this is all that you're having. Yeah, so you're if, you're, if you want to talk vitamins. about nutrients, then sure. yeah, it would not replace that. But yeah. if you're just talking on a calorie level, like so when I think of Bulletproof Coffee, I think of... Um, people on a keto diet or at, or athletes mm-hmm. and uh, people like heavy in the fitness world. And sure. so they're usually just trying to, they can balance calories. It's not about the nutrients yeah. really. So they're just, then fats are easy to fill in calories. And some people just want to wake up, drink their coffee, go to work or go do whatever they're doing. So the, in that sense, it's fine, but it doesn't replace all those nutrients. Yeah, That's I, don't, correct. I don't really have time to eat breakfast every morning. So, yeah. so for I, you, it'd be great. Yeah. I think it'd be Awesome if you were able to incorporate this in here. But as far as um, as far as like curbing hunger and stuff, for sure, because the fats fill you up. Yeah. So that's what I, I mean. That's what I used to do. Um, instead of just drinking coffee by itself, I would add coconut oil for that mm-hmm. reason. If I knew I wasn't going to be able to get breakfast, that was actually I think the main reason I started to try it in the first place. Mm. See, even for me, like I was, I, I had dabbled in intermediate uh, fasting and. You know, one of the you're not supposed to eat before a certain time or you only get a window of time to eat food. But like black coffee and water and uh, that those were well, black coffee specifically was one of the things that you could have during your fasting hours because it is so limited. There's such a limited amount of calories that they're basically they're negligible. Like you don't have to worry about that being a calorie heavy thing. So it said you could have black coffee. Uh, so mm-hmm. I would, to be honest, I would much rather just have black coffee <laughs> than this <laughs> because it felt like I can get, I can at least get the flavors of the actual coffee out of black coffee rather than trying to replace, use them, use it as a meal to, to, to replace. Yeah. So, yeah, it's also good for people who just, who love coffee and they need to fill calories. Mm-hmm. Like then it's just two worlds, two great worlds meeting into one thing. So yeah. like, you know, if I was trying to fill, you know, again, for people who are fitness minded and keeping an hour keep or just people who are keeping an eye on what they're intaking calorie wise and they're actually counting or figuring that out. This is a good filler. Like sure. it's perfect filler. So yeah, we, um, like I said at the beginning, we're going to be looking into more of these coffee fads. So if there's any that you guys are aware of out there that you think we should try, we've already discussed uh, mushroom coffee a little bit. So we're going to be getting into that eventually. Um, and there's some superfood coffees that Jen was looking up that we might try. Mm-hmm. But there's tons of coffee fads out there, and we uh, we are looking forward to diving into them. So uh, again, if, yeah, the the email is brewedconvos at gmail dot com if you guys want to send in any recommendations. On uh, some coffee fads, we would love to hear about them. Um, I had a question specifically, I guess for both of you. It, it leads into a conversation for both of you, but Bryce is more targeted at you. So I get into 
like once a year probably i start to get the itch just to, say no uh, man do not don't do it <laughs> to to watch uh survivor the tv show have you oh, have you guys both seen survivor the tv show no, no i've seen like clips oh you've never seen oh, like okay. an episode well, it's, or two it's it's like reality tv but you have these but this group of people that are competing against each other on a deserted island and it's it's really cool to watch and i was thinking of it and i was like oh man Bryce would Everyone. probably be a good contestant oh, on the show, says that. but not only would you be a good contestant. Um, so, what you do for work is you work at uh, these obstacle course races, uh-huh. and like every episode on the show, they have to run through some some obstacle course. And I was yeah. like, man, I wonder how many of those people maybe got their start in the world of of what what, what your job mm-hmm. is because. That's basically all it is, is that they run through these courses that are built every single day or every single episode, and they run I through these courses. I guarantee you that um, the people who've been in and out of the career path of mm. building these obstacle course races have probably built some of those. Mm. Like, as far as the building portion of it, not yeah. just, like, being on the show sure, yeah. um, as, uh, as a survivor, but... Um, that's like for building some of the props, I guarantee you, like that's some of their side work that they do. Yeah. Uh, sometimes like, you know, they've been around, you network so much, you mm-hmm. meet so many people traveling and building these things. Um, you, you get opportunities. So yeah, like I'd be that. like, that'd be a cool gig, man. Especially yeah. if you have experience in it. And I was like, Oh, he could like go to all these crazy islands. That is something I think like, about. I would know. love to do that. That yeah. would be so fantastic. That, that that's like, definitely someone, a goal. Yeah. People have to build these things. But that, anyway, yeah. like so I was just curious about that cuz I I've watched over the last week I probably watched a season a full season of it, 13 episodes. Yeah. And it just, I get that itch, you know, to watch I guess trash TV is like a spectrum and I see Survivor on one end of that spectrum. And then I see <laughs> things like you know, love is blind on the opposite where there's no benefit to watching that show. But at least I feel like if I'm watching survivor, they are actually battling the elements and they're like, you can watch the transformation from day one to day 39 to see their emaciated figures. Cause all they've been eating is rice and you know, any fish that they can catch on a daily basis. So at least in my mind, I'm thinking you have to go through some physical and mental, you know, obstacles to to be a contestant on that show yeah but i i guess i really wanted to talk to you guys about your relationship with quote-unquote trash tv like do you watch any reality shows that you're like i probably am not gonna publicize the fact that i watch (laughs) (laughs) you know this show and i get super into it i love that stuff yeah um i don't watch it like that much but if it's on i'm i'm like listening like my sister watches dance moms and or she'll mm. watch like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, mm. and I'm listening and stuff. And then something happens, I'm like, "Who was that? <laughs> like, what's happening?" Even yeah. though I don't even know like who's on there. Um, I used to watch Jersey Shore when it was on. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> scraping the bottom of no the judgment, but uh, uh, yeah, no, no, uh, no, trash TV for no, I can't handle oh, it. Every man. now and then, I'm like, you know, everyone's talking about this. Just gonna throw it on. Let's do it, and then I get five minutes in, like nope. But uh, I do have guilty pleasures. I yeah. do have uh, uh, me and my mom when I was I, don't know, I was I don't know late teens or something. I don't remember, but like every now and then, every few months or something, like uh, the show would have a full marathon. Like every now and then, the shows will have full marathons, like sure. just to catch you up to the finale or something. Mm. And so it'd be like on a Sunday and we'd just be hanging out, folding laundry or doing whatever we were doing, maybe just sitting and talking or something. Mm-hmm. But we would have America's Next Top Model on. Okay. And it just, I it, like it's not, too. neither of us liked watching it. Yeah. Neither of us <laughs> liked anything that was going on with it. But it was the one show, I think it, it had more to do with like us just bonding, like making. Okay. Sure. Like just making jokes and just like pretending we were models and like like we would yeah. have like a whole thick of mother son thing about it, and you I know, think that was just what that was about because I I couldn't just sit there and watch it. You know, you know that's getting a lot of backlash now Why? because yes. people look at it, look at scenes and look at how problematic it was and stuff for the. Is it still going? Like, is it still? I don't think so. No, I think okay. that stopped a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but there was that show, and then. What else? There was something else I watched. What's your version of trash TV then? Because you can't just watch Anything. serious content all the time. I guess you Why could. Not? I guess you could, <laughs> Why can't I? I? Mean, like I get, I get, that just seems like a... I don't watch. Like so... To me, that is trash TV. Anything reality-based, okay. like anything that's reality TV, sure. 
to me is trash TV. Yeah, I think most people most. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, the but I don't watch, like, almost the full spectrum. Like, sometimes I'll watch clips. Oh, another show was, like, um, America's Got Talent. I will yeah. watch clips on YouTube of, okay. like, the actual performances, but I will not watch any of the judging. I won't watch any of, like, the commentary unless it's, like, a singer or someone I'm really into. Mm. Then maybe I'll look for that 10-minute video that goes into some of the judging. But other than that, I like watching the show. I can only do it with like if I'm hanging out with friends and we're doing yeah, it like true. together. But it's on my own, I won't watch that stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, that full spectrum of reality TV, I just don't. I never funny, understood man. it. I don't get into it. Um, like, oh, Amazing I, Race! I loved it. No, like so I just good. don't like watching that stuff. Like this is stuff I love doing. Yeah. yeah. Like if someone came up to me and said, hey, "Do you want to do this?" Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent, I'm in it. Yeah. Maybe but, there's the people who watch and the people who do. do yeah. Because yeah, there's like Ninja, <laughs> like American Ninja Warrior, and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah. Like I liked watching it when I was younger. Okay. But now when I watch it, it's not like it's only the obstacles have changed. Like nothing else has really changed about it but i can't watch it anymore like i'm just like no i don't like there's no reason for me to so yeah. i'd rather go if i can't do it i'm not gonna watch it <laughs> so i i don't know okay. but also there's a ton of extra drama i don't care about there's a bunch of extra like extra per like the personalities are very extra yeah, yeah i'm yeah. just like it's not real I mean, like, yeah, none yeah. of that is real like these are all tv personalities but yeah. they call themselves reality shows. Yeah. And I think that's my biggest problem. It's like, it's a reality show, but... That's why I like when there's a financial element into it, because I think if you put a million dollars on the line for people, then if there's going to be there. less drama and more, I need to do what I can to win. Yeah. But yeah. Anything like Big Brother. Like, well, there's a there's a money aspect to Big Brother, but they just, they just don't... I don't know. I've never watched Big Brother, actually, so I'm not going to make a, yeah. a, too much of a big comment on it. But I know that they're not doing challenges. There's not, like, an obstacle course in Big yeah. Brother or anything like that or trivia. But, like, all of these shows, if yeah. my friends are watching, if that's what we're doing while we're hanging out, I yeah. get into them. Like, I, I will like them when I'm with people. Yeah. But it's these are not things I will watch on my own or go out of my way to even look up. Like, I just never interested me. Yeah. I like competition shows. Yeah. Like, I like uh, the British Bake Off. Oh, the Great British. Yeah, cooking right. shows. Oh, that's you a know. Whole yeah, that's a whole different thing. Because like, I love Lego builders like that or Lego yeah, I, Masters. I, I would consider that's that a great. part of that trash. Is that I a part of like that? game shows, but those are more. Any, I, like like, I don't consider like Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy trash TV. But anytime it's like a ongoing competition between a maybe group I'm of people. Not, maybe I didn't incorporate those into yeah. it. And it's and you do like with those yeah. shows, like with the Lego Builders show, like isn't it like you'd learn about the contestants. It's like you're you're learning about their stories, and there's this element of yeah, I of, guess so. But it doesn't focus on all the drama. Like yeah, I would think that trash. When you're saying trash TV, I would think about drama. it's p it's drama. I just okay. think drama, yeah. and those shows don't have they don't focus on the drama. Like I watched the whole season of Lego Masters, and there was no like major trash talk. Obviously, there was really? some there was some like there's like some side glances and some like ooh they should probably focus on this. But no one went over to someone else's table and started like trashing them. I was like, "What the hell are you building?" Or what is people, people supported each other. Legos? There's no drama element to it. Don't uh, there, there's drama from other at the drama doesn't have to be trash talking. The drama no, comes yeah, from agree. like the the challenges and yeah. from the own internal um, stress that they have on themselves and yeah. what they're trying to do in their time frame. Don't the producers edit everything to make it seem even more dramatic? Yeah, with the music yeah. and the yeah, the quick and, cuts. And, and I also think with and that, stuff like, like there that. doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be it, like fighting. That's true. Yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. Lego Masters is more aimed towards not kids, but towards like a positive competition. Mm. So a lot of the things that are on there are more positive. They're more um, so even if they are being competitive with each other, it's it's positive competition. So yeah. positive. I don't want to say drama. It's <laughs> not. Pot. I can't. <laughs> I just, There's levels to it. There's. Levels I just don't get drama. I don't understand it. Um, but cool. Yeah. Now that we know our trash TV habits, uh, we have uh, a main discussion that we're going to jump into. So, we're going to grab some more coffee and then we'll come back and uh, jump into that. All right, uh, we are going to have a conversation today about activism. So uh, last week we released our episode about uh, reacting to the protests and everything that were happening um, after the murder of George George Floyd, and those are still going on currently, uh, at least when we were recording this. Um, so I wanted to just have a more, I guess, uh, a widespread conversation about activism in general. So we've all we've already talked about. 
that specific protest and whether we support it or not. But I wanted to talk today about the the value of activism and protesting and things like that in a society. So do you guys, how important is that sort of, uh, that thing or how important is activism to a society in your opinion? I think it's really important because people, um, people watch what others are doing in groups. Okay. The more people there is, the louder, um, it is to the rest of the people. Does that make sense? So, like, the more people who are standing for something, the more people will pay attention to it. Yes. Okay. And then the more comfortable that people will feel to join in. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. Um, I think um, if, they th- if they see anything important about it, they're more likely to jump in if they feel protected by others as well. Okay. Or backed up by others, yeah. you know? Yeah. Instead of being the first one to stand up to something. Um, and like I a think strength in numbers type of thing. Yes. Okay. And I think that's what activism is like. Um, groups of people okay. doing things. Like a shared voice. Yes. I think that's a, yeah, for sure. I agree. I think it's super important. I think we we it's not only a right that we have, but it's a responsibility that we have to challenge the government or challenge anything when we see it. When we see something that we either disagree with and think should be changed or something that we think is wrong, I think we have a responsibility as citizens of this country to stand up uh, for those rights. You know, it's built into our Constitution that we're that we have the right to peacefully protest. We have the right to assemble. So we need to use that voice in order to challenge the government. Otherwise, they're going to just do whatever they want and never have to worry about, you know, consequences of it. To, to get specific, I guess, like, you know, slavery was allowed in this country for 250 years. And if we didn't have people actively speaking out against it, you know, this would be a very different country. So I think it's, again, not only important, but there is a responsibility that we have as citizens to speak up against uh, things that we disagree with and injustice and inequality in general. Yes, and like you said, actively doing it. Actively like that's doing it, that's yeah. a key word because sure. if you're consistently um, demanding the change yeah. and knowing exactly what you want to be changed, yeah. um, I just think it makes things happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I mean I agree with everything you guys both said, and also uh, everything needs a voice. Mm. Um, or there are sorry maybe not everything things need a voice and they need people there needs to be someone or a group of someone's to lead that and that's uh where activism comes in that's how you know i feel like that's when you begin to learn that there's uh, a situation or an issue or a concern that that needs to be looked at okay Um, and that's the importance activism has is people showing that so yeah, because there may be a lot of people that don't even know what's going on. And exactly, when they're finally yeah. made aware, yeah, they agree with what everyone is saying, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's that whole idea, you know, if you you hear it so much like ignorance is bliss sometimes. <laughs> but other times it's like ignorance, ignorance can be incredibly damaging to a society. If I'm not aware of a problem, then obviously I'm not going to do anything to actively change that problem. So, I, you know, you need to educate people. You need to let people know what's going on. Um, and thankfully, you know, we live in a country where that is something that's not only tolerated, but encouraged. So, you know, that's why I, I, people can shit on America all they want. But at least in this country, we have the right to demand change if we deem it necessary. You know, we don't have to just sit idly by and watch these terrible things happen. We have the opportunity to get out and protest and march and demand change. You know, and it, it's not always going to be easy, but. It's necessary, and I think it's definitely something that you know I appreciate about America for sure. Um, so moving into a more specific arena of this conversation, obviously we have the Black Lives Matters uh, protests that are going on right now. Um, but are there any other sort of causes or movements that you guys have supported either in the past or or currently that you're uh, sort of very active or yeah. want to be active in? Well, I. Th- being active um i guess i could always do more sure, always yeah, yeah. you know but something that i've really cared about before 
or still do yeah. <laughs> has been like um like animals okay because i'm a vegetarian yeah so. <laughs> um and then i think like now that um gay marriage is legal sure like that's great you know yeah but um they're trying to take away um like the right for gay couples to adopt mm-hmm. so there's always like a fight you know yeah um and it's it's still a struggle even though it's 2020 like there's still a lot of things that are going on um so that's another thing and then um i would say like immigration to okay talking about that and like um like the dream act and stuff yeah and then yeah i mean it's not about um prioritizing any of them i think i have always kind of cared about all but sometimes one of them is is um like needs more attention sure yeah. at the moment so right now it is the black lives yeah, Matter absolutely movement Bryce. Uh, so I want to preface by saying that um, with all these protests and this um, and the Black Lives Matter movement occurring and everything going on right now, I've been doing a lot of like introspecting and thinking about my role as far as all of it goes. And part of that has been activism and uh, being actively involved and learning my role in it and what uh, what did I what it is I need to do and so my perspective on activism has changed a lot and well is still changing I'm still hmm. figuring it out uh, but in the past I always thought that it was enough to simply be the change just to act I've always been open. Uh, minded and supportive of like all my friends of just of, of anything and i've mm. always like i'll be friends with anyone i love meeting people i've talking to people like any sort of movement that occurs any sort of movements or anything like i'm i'm supportive of but i've never actively i've never been an activist myself i've never gone okay. out to support because i didn't i think i didn't understand that i needed to or understand that um that was a step i should take or something i um, always just, uh, I don't know. It was just, wasn't something I thought about something okay. I needed to do. Um, but now with everything going on, um, I've been reflecting on all of that and I think I need to be a part of things more. I don't know what, the, I still don't know what that means, but, um, I don't know. I think I, I need to be more active in, uh, supporting LGBTQ and, um, Black Lives Matter and just these different, I, I don't really know what other movements cause I've never, um, like I don't really personally, I've never paid attention to movements cause I've never thought of myself as someone who goes out to protest or who needs to go out to those types of things. Like I'm, okay. I'm living the change. I'm yeah, yeah. like, I, like I always, I think I always thought of protests as something you do when you're trying to convince other people's or convince yourself and to me convincing others means just being the change already and then people will follow that Mm. and i'm i'm still a firm believer in that but there's more to it than that i'm learning now like Mm -hmm. as a 30 year old man i'm finally learning there's more to than just being the change like that's a very important thing but there's more and Mm -hmm. i'm learning that so i know it's a very long-winded I guess it was more than a preface, but yeah. my my answer to it is I don't really know what movements I need to be active with or I want to be more involved with. But I, am I mean, uh, yeah, I think that's important, too, to realize where you are in that journey or being open to being involved in more movements. But for me, it's always just been like, what do you believe in and what are you not willing to compromise? You know, like mm. what? It doesn't matter what the movement is. If you're if you believe in it and you're not willing to compromise your own beliefs in it then that means that it's something that you are willing to fight for, you know? So I think, and I think that's something everyone has, you know, everyone has something that they believe in and that they think they can fight for. Um, you know, it's like the, the famous quote, uh, stand for something or fall for anything. Like you need to be able to stand up for what you believe in and be willing to fall for it if necessary. So you need to be able to, I don't know, it sounds extreme, but <laughs> yeah. you know, be on the front lines to have a cause that you can dedicate your life to or whatever. Everyone needs that driving force. And 
Um, and I don't even think it necessarily, you know, I'm not, you know, that's an extreme, yeah. extreme way to look at it. I think i advocated on yeah, an yeah. individual basis, sure. like on people I meet. Yeah. And, you know, if someone says something, I've, I've never not spoken or if yeah. someone is doing something that needs to be corrected. I've never had, I've never, ever, ever had a problem. Like I don't feel uncomfortable going up to someone and correcting sure. a phrase that was said or, um, or correcting a situation, um, that can occur from an action or something I've never. Mm. So I, I always stand up in, in moments and situations like that. Yeah. So I guess when you say the word movement and, and when mm. I think of activism, I immediately picture protesting and yeah. signing petitions and going, becoming put like in the, going into the, into politics, mm. like the actual career of it and reading bills and, sure. and things like that. And that's not something I ever. Yeah. But did. I think that, yeah, there is more to it than that. For example, like I, I turned 18 in 2008, and uh, my the day the first day I was able to vote in a primary was actually my birthday in Indiana. The primary for president of the United States for the Democratic candidate was on uh, May 6, 2008. So I was actually able to go and vote, and I voted for Hillary in that in that election. And I because I believed in her, and I believed in everything that she stood for, and I was you know willing to go to bat for her. Obviously, she ended up uh, she wound up losing the nomination. Barack Obama becomes the presumptive nominee and I but I, I, I flipped switch I was like okay I you know we need democratic leadership in this country and I I phone banked I canvassed I was out there you know on street corners holding up signs you know Obama for change Obama for mankind so he that was one of the first you know being 18 and being able to be out there supporting a candidate who I truly believed in and who you know had the opportunity to become the first African-American president was this incredible thing for me and I, I loved it. That was really my first taste of like activism in that way, like actively campaigning for someone that I believed in because I believed in what he was saying and believed in what he was doing. And so I was able to do it that time and just feeling that that feeling of of joy when he is elected president and to truly believe that this man can spark change for this country was an, an incredible thing and a feeling that I was, you know, obsessed with at that point. And so I started to get involved with more and more political campaigns and uh, obviously had the chance to campaign again for him in 2012. Uh, again, just phone banking, canvassing, doing everything I could, making sure people were registered to vote, doing all that stuff because I believed in the democratic process and I believed in this candidate. So I really wanted to get out there and make sure other people had the opportunity to, uh, you know, show their support as well. So again, just those two um, political campaigns, being able to to actually be, you know, boots on the ground and actually be able to feel like I was a part of that you know, I was a part of the reason why he was elected and reelected. It was a great feeling. Um, yeah. And uh, like, I'm really into human rights issues. So anything that has to do with giving people more rights, obviously, Jen brought up, you know, the gay marriage thing like that. Obviously, that's a huge moment for our country. And I was in support for that, signed petitions for that, obviously. Um, and then you, obviously, immigration is a human rights issue. Things like uh, the... Uh, pro-choice movement for women like I feel like anything that gives people rights is something that yeah. I'm going to be and, wanting to be involved in and that's like the thing is that politics has that you know it's sure. not just about money and it's not just about um like the way that our our city will look you know exactly what I mean? yeah. Um, yeah and that's why I care so much about politics because I think that everybody deserves to have rights you mm -hmm. know like, yeah so that's why i care but like what would you say to someone who doesn't see it that way it's a great question and if they've never had to experience anything you know in their lives that has been directly affected by politics mm -hmm. even though they probably have but if they don't have that conscious you know memory of it then it's hard to get them involved in it because their mindset is probably going to be it doesn't matter, you know, whoever is the president or whoever my senator is or whoever my representative is doesn't have any direct, you know, effect on my life. And it does. But it's hard to show them that, Yeah. you know, but I mean, I'm testament to that because I'm yeah. 30 years old and I that's exactly how I thought. That's still mm. kind of how I think I'm trying to like I'm trying to still wrap around that and figure out how to transition into that being a very important thing. Um, but I've never been the guy to stand on a corner. I've never been the guy to, um, 
be part of a group or organization or anything. I've mm. just have always been on a personal basis, that guy and okay. the way I live my life, I'm that guy. And I guess I just have always thought that, that, well, when I, th- when I say the phrase, think that that was enough, that means I'm active. That sounds like I'm actively being a C student mm. and in this, in like with what we're talking about, which that wasn't the case. I thought that that was the end all be all of what these protests and standing on the corner was all about. I thought it was, to be that person mm. who uh, who changes lives just by being just by being around and, and acting on all this. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that that was the goal, and so I never thought I needed to be, um, you know, holding signs up or advocating or um, doing all of that research and spreading the word like through social media or mm-hmm. by talk. Like those those aren't talks we had in my family. Like mm-hmm. these talks didn't happen. Even in my 20s, these aren't talks I had with friends. Yeah. Is all, you know, my um, whole life has been talking about games and movies and, you know, just things like that. Escapisms, I guess we're talking about work um, with the occasional um, political lecture where I learn a lot every time someone talks about it. But I've never participated until recently. Recently, again, yeah. recently, all of this has kind of been a big change for me. And it's been it's been interesting. I think a big part of it is, and this is not, I'm not trying to like, this is not a slight to you or anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you didn't know, you didn't know. But I feel like a big part of it is looking beyond yourself. I feel like for those people who say, this isn't going to have a direct impact on my life, that may be true. But you need to look beyond yourself and look at how it's impacting yeah. other people and other people's lives. You no. have to be able and to the future. Exactly. If you yeah, if it's if if you're just looking at how it affects you, it may be hard to find a reason as to how it affects you. But if you look beyond yourself and you look at who it could affect, you know, Jen bring you brought up the dreamers, like how that that doesn't directly affect me. I'm not I'm not here on a visa. I'm not here, you know illegally so i have nothing to worry about in that sense but there are so many people who do and i feel Mm -hmm. like it's my responsibility as a human being to make sure that those people don't have to worry about that constantly and don't have to feel fear for their lives or their livelihoods and but that's a responsibility that i put on myself and a a lot of people don't feel that way a lot of people feel like it's not my problem i don't need to worry about it Mm -hmm. but i mean that's i mean that's true for me it was uh, I was basically that thinking process. Uh, I mean, y- you know, anyone who meets me or has been around me long enough knows that I care about everybody, that I'm going to yeah, go yeah, out of yeah. my way to help people. And so, like, I don't take any, I don't take that as a side at all because okay. it's just a matter of, uh, I don't think beyond myself in political terms or mm. generational terms or race terms or uh, gender terms. Like, I just don't, like, I don't, beyond myself politically speaking or, or uh, activism speaking. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought beyond myself on a personal basis. I do all the time, yeah. but I've never stopped to, I never thought I needed to think beyond mm-hmm. personal, a personal version of that. So it's, um, but now I'm learning that now I'm learning like I, uh, what my role is mm-hmm. kind of in, in all of it. And that I want to be, uh, to be a part of that too. So, yeah, yeah it's sort of like, you know, and I feel like also you, you want to see the direct, results of what you're doing so bryce i'm sure if someone came up to you and was like running from the police or whatever and they were like i'm, I'm, I'm fear for my life you're going to be the type of person that's going to be like okay i will help you in yeah. this moment because you can directly affect change that way you know what you're about to do will directly change that person yeah exactly life. but it's harder to see that on such a grand scale of of policy change you know mm-hmm. it's like it's hard to convince someone that your vote or whatever can change people's life in just a dramatic fashion as it would be if a, a, die, a man dying of thirst came up to you asking for water. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it can be just as effective if we unite around that cause and get policy to change. So I just, yeah, it's, no, but it's perfect. hard that's, to, yeah, to, yeah, to no, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, um, all right, so we wanted to have, before we end the conversation, um, definitely wanted to talk about the role of allies because I think we've all, again, been, we've been parts of movements or we felt like we've been directly involved in movements, but we've also uh, been sort of outsiders. So I wanted to talk about the role of allies in activism here. Um, so, uh, Jennifer, I don't want to out you or anything, but you are someone who's like, uh, you're a minority and you're also a part of the LGBTQ community, correct? 
Unless you don't feel comfortable saying it. <gasps> what? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm bisexual. Yeah. I've okay. said it before. I don't know if okay. it was one that we released. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yes, um, I am a bisexual woman. <laughs> we might have said it in our relationships episode. I'm a bisexual Mexican woman. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what's her name? Lily Singh. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> so you are someone, obviously, those, those are two... Uh, movements uh, obviously rights for Mexican Americans and rights for the LGBTQ uh, uh, movement those are two very prominent movements in our society right now so you have sort of a, a double uh, opportunity to see allies so what what's your what's your opinion of allies in those movements and what I mean by allies are people again who aren't directly affected mm-hmm. you know by the results of, of, of the of the movement so obviously um. I'm not I'm a cis male so I don't have, I'm, I can only be an ally to the LGBTQ right. community. So, I think it is perfect and beautiful to be an ally because then other people can see you and um, it, it makes it easier for them okay. to kind of understand why it's important. I feel like that kind of sounds wrong, well, but um, you can use your privilege of sure. being like, someone who others see as i guess normal sure yeah you know like the not the minority yeah you know what i mean and your voice in these situations can can be really important Mm -hmm. like it can be a bit louder okay i think i have a question about the word of the term ally so as an ally someone who is an activist like someone who actively uh-huh. advocates or is an ally just someone who's your friend or like I, what in what? this sense i would say someone who's advocates. on the outside who's av- who's trying to actively okay. advocate and that's what i thought time. i just yeah. i've personally have never been clear i never yeah. fully understood because obviously i've never uh, you know had to think about sure. all this stuff yeah so this is just interesting and i think um they have to do a lot of like educating themselves about mm-hmm. it um but I mean, everybody has friends from different backgrounds, or at least most people do. Yeah. And so, if you can, uh, like, I was, I saw a video of Rihanna yesterday, and it okay. was like perfect, like what I would like to say, but I can't remember exactly what she said. Okay. But she was basically like, "You like that person, and they're different from you." Yeah. Then, you know, why can't you just stand up for them? Yeah. As well, like in these sense, uh, senses, you know, like because we might see our friend and we don't know what struggles they're going through. Sure. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's really important to stand up for others. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I'm sometimes uh, it, it does confuse me a little bit, though, because I feel like sometimes ad- allies can overstep their boundaries. And I just sometimes I would. That's what I really wanted to get to oh, the bottom okay. of is yeah, because I I don't know what doing too much is if you're not a part of the community that is that is because I, I remember a long time ago. This is maybe probably close to 10 years ago. Macklemore's song Same Love came out um, where he's obviously advocating for same sex marriage. And he's obviously obviously talking about like I understand how tough it is to be some or I, I understand how tough it is for you to be gay in America. And he came out with a song, and everybody was up. And at first, everyone was like, "Okay, this is great. He's a, he's an ally." But then a lot of people on the other side of that were like, "You don't understand. So you should probably not make a full Ooh. song about it." You know. Well, I think if they be- begin to represent the community or become the face, become of the, the face of it. Okay. Yeah, that's when it's. I get you. To me, okay. that's when it's wrong. That okay. makes a lot of sense. I can see that. Because then people are just comfortable yeah. saying that that they support something and then consider themselves an ally just because they say it's okay instead of like actually yeah you don't know what going at it yeah is it actually genuine or are they doing it because right now it's trendy you know what i mean yeah yeah i just think and that's hard though because you never know what someone's true motivations are right you know you never know if macklemore was just doing that song in order to to pull in another group of people to buy his album or if he actually believed in what he was saying. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to differentiate. But I also think that just because you're in the community 
your motives could be very different too. You know, we talk we talked about Candace Owens a little bit, and she is a black person in America who came out with a, a video that was that was seen as some people as being very anti-black. So, you know, just because you're in the community doesn't always also give exactly. you a, a pass to speak whatever you want or represent, I guess, the community. Exactly. So it's it's just a very thin line, and I feel like it's just especially in today's society where we do have this sort of cancel culture and you do have to be very careful with what you say to where the point where as I'm me myself being an ally, I do consider my ally of myself an ally of the LGBTQ community. I'm almost afraid to bring up any kind of conversation topic because I don't want to overstep my bounds because I do fear that what I, what I say can maybe be misconstrued or, misinterpreted and i don't want to damage that movement like i just want to be a supporter so in my mind it's kind of like maybe i'll just stand back and be a silent supporter you know but then then i'm told on a daily basis that that's wrong that i shouldn't hold my tongue so but then there's also the thing where there's been many many instances where you know if you do overstep you get attacked instead of educated exactly and it's kind of like but then when do you at that point, it's kind of like, well, do you do it and make these statements anyway, even mm-hmm. though there's a fear of being attacked? Yeah. Uh, like that, even though you know you're going to be, you know, you could be attacked for it and shot down for it and sure. maybe even ridiculed for it. Yeah. And which almost kind of defeats the purpose of what is happening in the first place. But I feel like there's a lot of attacking happening. So it's kind of like it makes wanting to test the bounds, to test to see it. Mm hmm. Because you don't, you're not going to get corrected. You're going to get attacked you're instead. Attacked, Generally yeah. speaking, obviously, I'm talking yeah, in general terms. Yeah, that's the problem with cancel culture because they don't try to teach you anything. They're yeah. just kind of like, okay, this person is this way. They're trash, and that's that. Yeah. So, like, so, like, you know, to like narrow it down to a question, like, should we still say our statements in our in our advocacy? even though we're going to get attacked and there's no way we can learn until that happens. Do we just keep making these statements and get attacked or do we let that fear be real and not say anything because we're just damaging something like what I would say. So for me, being a, a member of the black community and obviously we have all this stuff going on right now. And I do think that some of my white friends are allies. I would I would say maybe reach out in a private manner. So reach out to someone who you know is in the, who is a part of that community. And if you want to be educated on something, or if there's something that you have you have a question about, but you're not really you're not really sure if it's going to be met with, uh, you know, being attacked, then maybe reach out to someone privately and be like, hey, I don't want to sound offensive, but can you explain this to me? Can you explain X, Y, and Z to me? You know, yeah. and then if you're still not getting the answers you need, I don't I don't know if it's ever a good idea to take that into a public forum like a social media post mm-hmm. or something, just because you never know how people on the internet are going to react to what you say and you can't take it back once it's on the internet. So that's what I would say. So along with what you're saying with that though sure. is I know there's been posts by a lot of my friends during mm-hmm. all this Black Lives Matters. Sure. And I keep saying all this Black Lives Matters like it's just some <laughs> passive movement. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't actually mean that. No, I, I don't mean during Black yeah. Lives Matters sure. movement. And I have friends posting stop private messaging me asking if something's okay sure. to post. Okay. Like stop this. And yeah. so when does that become tiresome? Like sh- instead of asking about the specific thing, yeah. should you instead ask for resources or should you not ask for anything and just Google something and see if there's a starting point? See, that could be dangerous too because we know what's on Google. Like, I've already my feed is full of my friends saying stop private messaging me. Sure. Like I I'm I already am dealing yeah. with all this. I don't want I'm not personally responsible for your education. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good point. So luckily now with all of our social media, like on Instagram and stuff, you see people posting resources and Mm -hmm. things, which is awesome because I can just look at these lists and I can have like a starting point and then have conversations with people about these instead of asking certain things. But that's not true with all things. That's not true. Yeah. You also don't have, you also don't have access to those lists all the time. So it's kind of like. And it's a case-by-case basis. For me, I would much rather someone come to me directly to ask me a question about something that they're having trouble understanding. I will always be open to a conversation. I may not be open to a conversation right at that point. If you come to me and it's like, hey, well, I'm like, hey, I'm not really feeling it today, but, you know, hit me up in a couple of days and, you know, we can talk about it. So maybe there needs to be just as many people out there who are open, who are posting like, hey, if you want, if you want to ask a question about something, come to me, you know, rather than just 
randomly messaging your one black friend yeah <laughs> you know like yeah maybe open the door first before you walk into the house yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know but that's just me i would much rather have someone come to me in a private manner and ask me a question about something rather than posting about it online to where it might sound like oh i could have told you you could have worded that better if you would have come to me first i would have said hey pump the brakes on using that phrasing on a question you know how do you feel about all that jen yeah well i've just been sharing other people's posts i haven't like made up my own Mm -hmm. especially because i personally don't feel confident enough to express everything i'm feeling and when i share things i'm like okay yeah that's exactly how i feel yeah and i know that there's um like thousands of other people that agree with that too because i'm literally just sharing someone else's Mm -hmm. thing i feel more comfortable doing that if i'm not directly um affected by things then how how would i know you know what i mean yeah but i think staying silent is also but um, what about a part of your own movements, like being part of the LGBTQ? Like if people ask you questions or oh. like if everyone comes up and private messages um, you and is like, I, you know, I, I, want, well, I want to make this statement or I want to learn. That could even be a conversation on its own because I feel like um, being bisexual and being in a relationship, like a straight relationship, like people... Um, like within that community that that's like its own. Like, there's already dissent within. Yeah. The yeah but does it bother like, you when people like ask you about that or want to talk about it or oh, they're like, they're confused um, and they just want to be educated? Like people, does that even happen to you? No, not really. Okay. Yeah, not really. Maybe just have a conversation with your friends. Even yeah. if you don't have someone from that community within your group of friends, yeah. maybe yeah. have that conversation first, you yeah. know, and then you'll, you'll be able to, to get to, a a common place of understanding within your own group of friends. But I don't know. I just think it's dangerous in today's society to post something online without it being vetted first. <laughs> I know yeah. that sounds crazy, yeah. but that's just where we I are. I mean, have a lot of my posts like to people I send to you guys yeah. sometimes like, how does this actually sound? Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Did you know that, um, Evan Peters or whatever mm, yeah. his name is mm-hmm. from, uh what is it called american horror story yes. yeah mm-hmm. um he like shared a video or something mm-hmm. and i guess it like displayed police brutality or something so he got canceled basically and he was like i'm sorry i didn't watch the video or something was like he that. sharing it in like support or he was, was it like he, yeah it looked like it oh, and okay. he like retweeted it or something yeah and so, so crazy, man. even a retweet too yeah, like a retweet like, a like a thumbs up on a post can get exactly you yeah. so you you do have to watch what you say absolutely and even today i woke up to a new stephanie um sue video the mukbanger i'm talking oh, about yeah. and she <laughs> said like i'm so so sorry i haven't spoken up about it because i thought that because i didn't know enough about it like that i didn't yeah. have a right to say anything but then other people see that as wrong obviously yeah. because you're staying silent and that within itself can be um violent there's so much so fine lines so many lines on, and yeah. assumptions but the yeah. lines are only tricky to tread because of because of assumptions yeah. because people there's no benefit and of the doubt anymore yeah, I, I mean, feel like that does not exist in cancel culture too. or social media no benefit of the doubt yeah mm-hmm. it's it's hard you know and yeah. if you're again if you're not a part of that community then it's hard, it's even harder because it's like what do I what can I do to support you I I can't do too much I can't do too little but I can't do nothing so it's like what where there is so like there's so and then little when you go to ask area. what you can do yeah. that's part of <laughs> yeah. the stuff you can be it's, attacked you know for, it's, so it's, it's crazy yeah it's crazy you know I don't that's why I don't know like I I've seen those posts that that you mentioned Bryce I said you know don't reach out to me you know I, just because I'm your one black friend doesn't mean I have all the answers mm-hmm. and I've seen that but. I don't know. None, none of no one that I know personally would would rip your throat out for asking a question about something. You but know? wouldn't it be exhausting to? It would keep be. Yeah, all those but if I, I'm willing, and I, I guess I can only speak for myself, I'm willing to have those difficult conversations because I think education is important. So I would much rather have those conversations with you if you're feeling confused about something. Because that's, I feel like it's my duty to. I feel like it's my, if I'm just going to shoot you down every time you ask about it, what, how am I benefiting, you know, how am I benefiting from, or how am I 
practicing what I preach when I tell you to go get educated. You know, I've I've been seeing both. I've been seeing don't talk to me about it, but also educate yourself. Mm -hmm. How can you do one without doing the other? I'm not going to shoot someone down for trying to talk to me. You know, I just that's just but that's just me. That's just a personal thing. So, yeah, Yeah. I know a lot of people are. watching netflix documentaries and sure, stuff yeah. i can even tell by going on netflix and seeing that it's in like there's yeah. a bunch on top everywhere yeah. yeah like you yeah no matter amazon prime they're highlighting all of their oh, okay. pro-black content mm-hmm. so yeah but i mean what if what happens if the answer the que- the answer to the question that you're looking for isn't in one of those documentaries or i don't know i just think it's silly but like if you if you have my number out there and you're listening to this and you have a question about something, hit me up, okay? Like I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna chew you out for it. Like that seems crazy to me. I'm and I'm I've been someone who's I'll been schedule you in for three p.m. <laughs> yeah, on. We can t- I can bring you in. You can sit on my couch and I can talk to you about it. <laughs> but yeah, that's just how I feel. Because again, I'm 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 willing to have those conversations because that's the other side of activism. You know, the other side of activism is being a resource when you can be a resource. Mm-hmm. And that maybe that's just because, like I said, I worked on the Obama campaigns and that was always something that we invited. We invited the naysayers to ask questions like, "Oh, how can you support him when he did X, Y, Z?" And I as a supporter i need to have an answer ready to to quell your you know suspicions like i need to have that Mm -hmm. in order to get you to vote for this guy so i mean i feel like change can't really fully happen without education like just to use work examples like whenever i'm at work i've always been in supervisory positions even if when i'm not like the only way someone's going to change their habits, you can yell at them and write them up all you want. Yeah. But they're not going to change if you don't teach no. them how. Exactly. And then if you teach them how and they still don't do it, yeah. now you know who they are. Yeah. So it's kind of that's always driven me insane when some supervisors over others, like they'll just keep writing someone up and be like, well, they're just not getting it. Well, mm-hmm. have you taken the time to explain it to them? No. Well, yeah, it's not their job to memorize things and to have things like you yeah. need to teach them like they're not just going to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. And I get it for you people out there who are like exasperated by this. I know it's not your responsibility either. You're, you're like, you know, you are not a public figure. You don't have to answer these questions. And I understand that. But I don't think I don't see the harm in actually answering them. If you're if you feel like you're able to, mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you're able to don't do it. But as someone who does, I feel like I'm able to. So I will if it comes to that. But I think that is uh a wrap on our main discussion. We are going to go grab our last refill of coffee and then we'll come back with Brewer's Choice. All right. So we, before we head out of the studio today, we have to hit you guys with Brewer's Choice. That's just when we're going to give you guys recommendations based off of our main discussion. So, Jen, go ahead and kick us off. What are you going to recommend? I am going to recommend... Pray by Sam Smith. Oh, the song. The song, nice. yeah. All right. Bryce, what about you? If you're looking for some comedy, some satire, and some dark humor to go with your activism, uh, watch Boondocks. It is on HBO Max right now. Yes. Look at Boondocks. It's a great show. It is a great show. Um, I am going to uh, recommend a movie. Uh, it's called Just Mercy, and it is actually streaming for free across all digital platforms for the month of June. So if you have uh, YouTube, if you have Amazon Prime, you can actually go and watch it for free on any of those services and check it out. Yeah, it stars Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx, and it is about a lawyer. It's a true story based on a true story of uh, a lawyer called uh, named, called, uh, <laughs> named Brian Stevenson, who is working with a a man who was wrongfully accused uh of murder and is currently on death row so or was currently on death row intense movie it was very intense and uh then you can go check out my other podcast the movie docs and check out our review (laughs) of it's shameless plug i don't care (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i was actually just about to plug for you (laughs) so um but that is going to do it for us this week guys thank you so much for listening um as always we want to hear from you we want to hear um about your thoughts on this conversation or any conversation that we've had in the past or any conversation you want us to have in the future we just want to hear from you guys um so you can write to us at broodconvos at gmail.com so that's b-r-e-w-e-d-c-o-n-v-o-s at gmail.com Please email and please talk to us. We want to hear from you.
You can also check out our Instagram and Facebook at Brood Podcast. And on Instagram, we have a highlights of our brood um, brewer's choice. Yeah. So check that out. You can also hit us up on Twitter at Brood Convos. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time. My name's Adonis. I'm Jen. And I'm Bryce. Bye. Bye. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Ship.